Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. This episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce is brought to you by Brannigan, Inc. For nearly two decades, Brannigan, Inc. has energized brands in the entertainment industry, helping fairs and festivals connect with audiences. Their creative, results-driven marketing approach drives attendance and makes communications fun. Check them out at BranniganInc.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spectrum Weather Insurance. Spectrum Weather Insurance provides a variety of rain, heat, severe weather, and event cancellation insurance customized for your specific event. They have the experience and expertise that hundreds of events rely on each year. Visit them at SpectrumWeatherInsurance.com. So one of my favorites used to be April Fool's. Well, not used to be. I'm still a big fan of April Fool's. And in high school, I used to pull pranks on my dad. Mm. My favorite one was I would put a rubber band around the kitchen sink sprayer. So mm-hmm. when you turn on the kitchen faucet, instead of the faucet coming it out, it would just spray right like away. right into his chest. Boy, he must have loved that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, he hated that. Is that when he had... Like, with or without a gun on them. <laughs> oh, Dad's always had guns, so. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite ones. We actually, I remember someone put crickets in someone's locker once. Mm. So then there was just, like, crickets in the school everywhere. See, I think I just kind of pranked myself. Mm. Like, in second grade, like, eating paste. Like, they didn't have to hide it or, you know, say, hey, this is great. This is marshmallow fluff. Yeah, this is candy. And it's paste. (laughs) Hi. Oh, hey, Tracy. Hey. How's it going? Let me see if I I can make it where you can see me. Well, if you want to. (laughs) There we are. There you are. (laughs) Well, that's more fun. How are y'all? Hey. We all doing well. We're doing great. Good. I, I guess you're surprising me because I think every picture I've seen you, Tracy, you got a black cowboy hat on. So when you pop in with no cowboy hat on, I'm like, okay, can I talk to Tracy? Well, I had it surgically removed a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, well, hey, thanks for uh, taking the time out today. We really appreciate it. Glad to do it. We did. Uh, we get the got the chance to talk to your friend Tracy Lawrence, which was fun. Oh, so he's, oh boy. Yeah, so he's on season one. So that was that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah. that was a bunch of lies then. <laughs> Maybe, of course, but you know, but <laughs> no, we supported him. He, he, pro- <laughs> he probably had to change some names to protect the innocent on a few of those things. You ready to start? Sure. Okay. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. And it's served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. And on the topic of entertainment excellence today, we have a great guest on our podcast. It's Tracy Bird. Hello, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. And where are y'all at? 
Uh, we're in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, I'm in Texas. So yeah. 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 So, so you're nice uh, and warm and sunny in a t-shirt, and I got a wool sweater on. <laughs> wow, is it still cold there? Oh my goodness. Uh, still is a relevant term. Uh, you know, we, we probably have summer for nine weeks and that's it. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I've been able to experience a lot of great summers in Wisconsin. I guess I just, I'm, I'm not there very often in the other times of year. So Tracy, let's start off today's podcast by asking you if I say variety attractions, what comes to mind? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. I wonder, and I'm sure someone is uh, connected to that. Well, you, you're called which way is catering. And uh, one thing that became known on the road was that George Moffat would serve fried chicken a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so we had fried chicken, but hey, I love fried chicken. I never complained about it. It's better than barbecue, you know, which is what we get a lot. Well, I think your friend Tracy Lawrence mentioned that it was uh, fried chicken from a convenience store. <laughs> well, some of the best fried chicken comes from convenience stores. It just depends on what convenience store <laughs> we're visiting, you know. And in what co context was the fried chicken? What context? Yeah, was it uh, because you did a good job that night? Uh, oh no, it was just what was uh, you know which way is catering. It, it's just we got we got to eat before we even did the show, so I wouldn't call it a reward. But uh, but uh, you know you you can do a pretty good show if you got a belly full of fried chicken. That's true. <laughs> In those early days with variety attractions, do you have some good stories with George Moffat, Todd Bolton? You know, George uh, and Todd. Now, Todd, George didn't ever, you know, hang out and party with us, but Todd would hang out and party with us. You know, he would he would hang on the bus and, and uh, have some fun with us. Uh, you know, George was, uh, you know, a legend in, in the business. I mean, he really was, uh, you know, in variety attractions also. And, and uh, you know, Todd has just picked up right where George left off and and uh, we, we loved variety. We loved all the all the fairs we played, all the festivals and things that they handled for us. And and uh, they were always great to work with. You knew exactly you know what you were going to get. Uh, top notch, you know, sound production, uh, and you know, great catering. Yeah. But uh, but uh, they, George was was great. He was a like I say a legend. And uh, and you know, Todd is just one of the best. I mean. Just one of the one of the greatest guys that that I've met in in all my years of, of working out there, and and is really you know I'm glad to call him a friend, you know as well as uh, someone you work with. Todd told us that you and him would giggle about your uh, tour manager who could cuss like an auctioneer. Well, that that would cover just about all my group probably uh, that would cuss <laughs> like a. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We had a, uh, we had a colorful group of guys through the years. We did. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like Neil McCoy told me one time, he said, bird, he said, I can go home and be home for two months and not say one cuss word. He said, in the minute my foot hits the steps on that bus, he said, F bombs start flying. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, it's just something about riding down the road with a group of guys, you know, uh, uh, and especially back in those days, you know, when, when you're working so much and, and, uh, you know, you're trying to make a career and, 
And I mean, back then we were doing, you know, 150 to 200 shows a year. And, and so it was, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the, the cuss words and the swearing was, uh, uh, in a joking fashion, but after about six weeks on the road, they could be in and you know, it could be a little angry sometimes, you know, you get enough of each other at points and you got to let the, let the steam out. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. We, I, I have had a, uh, tour manager or two that, that, uh, that had a mouth on them, but, uh, but yeah, that just comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you share some of the stories? It sounds like back in the the nineties, all of you guys that were doing so well, it seems like you guys are on the road together, playing shows together. Can you share some of those stories of camaraderie with some of the other artists that you shared the stage with? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you've worked, I've worked with, you know, so many people through the years and, uh, some of them you you work with them and and you become uh, comrades, you know. And some of them it's just work, you know. You see them, you pass in the hall, say hello, and and you just go out and do your show. But uh, but you know, if you go back to Reba, for instance, I toured with Reba for two years. Well, you know, sweetest woman, great woman, uh, owe her a lot. But uh, but you know, it's business on the road, and and Reba, hell, she wasn't even there, you know. She uh, by that time she had a jet. Uh, by the time I started working with her and, and so, you know, Reba would fly into the shows and get there about, you know, an hour before the show. And as soon as it was over, she was off and into the limo and straight back to the airport. Uh, I can remember a couple of times when I would be on stage and, and, uh, Trey Turner, her road manager would come into my ear monitors, you know, from the side of the stage. And, uh, I'd finish a song and I'd hear Trey say, Hey, Reba hit some fog. They're going to have to land an hour away from the city. I need you to stretch your show out about 45 minutes. And this, and this is a guy, <laughs> I mean, I've got like, I've got like three hits, you know, <laughs> at the time and, and here's 40,000 people. And he's wanting me to, instead of a one hour show to do a two hour show, you know? And, and, uh, uh, so it, it, that, those would make me a little nervous. You know, I just start, I mean, luckily, you know, I'd been playing bars all my life. I mean, me and my band knew a thousand you know, songs, but, uh, we just kick them into it, you know, and, and make it kind of a little, uh, bar night there. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, so with Reba, you know, it was like that. And then, but, uh, then with Brooks and Dunn though, on the other hand, uh, you know, we'd go play golf during the day, you know, and especially me and kicks and Ronnie occasionally. Uh, but, uh, and those guys, I'd be all hanging on their bus after the show. And, and, uh, you know, it's a totally different kind of aspect. You know, there's a big party atmosphere backstage and, and, uh, and things were really loose and fun. Uh, uh, and then of course you mentioned, uh, you know, Tracy Lawrence before we started and, uh, um, and you know, me and TL have been friends for forever, you know, since the beginning. And, uh, so when we toured together, man, it was just, I mean, we were on each other's buses drinking coffee in the morning and tequila at, at you know, coffee at eight and tequila at two, you know, we were back and, we were back yeah. and forth all day long, you know, yeah. uh, uh, just having fun. And, and, and we would of course go play golf or go fishing or do this or that. And, and, uh, and then of course we'd be end up on stage with each other and, and during the, each other's shows. And, you know, so that was a totally, you know, different kind of thing there. And, same with chestnut uh we would do the same thing uh you know clay walker you, you know uh same kind of deal uh but uh yeah so you know rascal flats guys when i 
worked with them. You know, we were all big buddies and, and, uh, uh, would all just hang out, you know, all day long, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you don't need to knock kind of thing, just come mm-hmm. on, on the bus, you know, that kind of deal. But, but, uh, yeah, so you get, you develop those relationships on the road and, 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 you know, and some of them transpire to off the road, uh, you know, like me and Chestnut, me and Lawrence, I mean, uh, you know, we've hung out, you know, at each other's houses, went on vacations together, done, you know, all kind of things like that. So, so you make lifelong friends for sure. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but uh, like I say, some of it's that way. And some of it's, uh, you talked about trace earlier and, uh, you know, trace and I have went and played golf on the road and, and, uh, we have a good time when we're hanging out with each other, of course, you know, with Blake and, uh, you know, me and Blake and Andy Griggs back in the day doing a bunch of shows together. We, you know, hunt fish do whatever things we love you know and we're good friends mm-hmm. and like i say and then there's other people that you you know that you you respect and admire and and you're friends with but you you don't uh necessarily you know become the tightest of friends but you're you're friendly you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so back then you were mentioning blake and tracy lawrence and i know back then they rocked some heavy mullets i wonder did you do that did you try to rock a mullet or no no man Mm -mm. my hair grows up you know i I get this uh i mean i got it slicked back right now you know and and just comb back so i'd keep it when i'm just around the house but uh but my hair i've got more of a conway twitty look uh when my hair starts getting big you know it just starts growing out like a helmet uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I've got plenty of it. I'm not complaining. I've got it's all hanging on, and I got plenty of it. But uh, but uh, but no, I never really had the mullet going on. But uh, you always just but, hit under those big hats. Yeah, the big hats that mm-hmm. uh, that y'all said you're not used to seeing me without. I guess yeah, a lot of people aren't. But ten uh, gallon hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- ten gallon hats. I, I it's funny. I, I uh, when I was at RCA, they like, I went through this phase where they wanted to kind of change my image in the two thousands, you know, and, and I went to a, a award show and, uh, I didn't wear a hat and, uh, I was walking out to my seat and I walked in front of Clint black and I said, Hey Clint. And he said, Hey Tracy. He goes, I tried that one time. <laughs> and i said tried what and he goes the without the hat thing he goes put the hat back on he said, it's fine uh, okay all right <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's really funny on your many tours that you've done over the years do you have any crazy uh meet and greet stories because i know i mean at some point were people like reciting all the lyrics to your songs like personally to you is there any like weird meet and greet where you got like super fan kind of well well most meet and greets are weird uh <laughs> that's just the nature of them you know uh it's it's but 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 they're they're really great in a, in a lot of ways and that that you you know sure you hear a lot of stories that that uh that could easily be to you could get mundane and boring and even irritating maybe to, to when I say to you to, I mean, to the artist, when you, if you really sit back and think about it and you think about what you must, your music must mean to these people for them to show up and tell these stories, many of which are very serious emotional stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to look at it like that and, and, and realize that, that, you know, um, in their life, 
uh, you, the artist, are, are, are bigger than life and feel like a part of their family. That's the way I've always tried to look at it. Um, because sometimes, and, and, and in a, in a way that's embarrassing to me just because, you know, I never considered myself a star. I'm just a country singer. You know, I don't want to be, uh, I never really wanted to be like, like that, you know, but I try to look at it like that where, uh, you know, we're, we're this, this is why they're a fan of you. Uh, and, and as being a fan, uh, over years and years, it feels more like uh, a friendship or than it does just a fan artist relationship, you know, and especially if you meet these people in multiple meeting, meet and greets, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we've got people that we've, that we've, uh, you know, grown to be really close to. I've got one older couple, well, they're older now, they weren't necessarily older back in the early nineties, but, um, but they, they've came to 278 shows wow you know that's a lot you know when you think mm -hmm. about it yeah mm -hmm. i mean i mean that's a lot of shows and and i, I and haven't done anything to 278 <laughs> yeah that's times. what i that's what i say you know I, that's why i say i man i i i i wouldn't go you know i don't go see my family members <laughs> and and there's reasons for that but anyway uh, <laughs> no i'm joking uh, yeah. you know it's it's like that it's a it's it turns into a, a family or at least a very friendly you know friendship uh, of a relationship but with that being said <laughs> there are times that meet and greets cross the line mm -hmm. you know there's certain things that really close friends or families wouldn't even do you know and there's certain body parts that you would not put a pin to uh, even if it was your closest friend, you know? And so I've had those happen many times. Uh, and I have signed a few of them mm -hmm. <laughs> only to have them come back a year later and show me the tattoo that they had made out of the signature, you know, oh. and why on earth anyone would ever want to do that to themselves? Hmm. Uh, especially with somebody that they really don't even know that well. Right. But, uh, but so yeah, I've had that. I've had, uh, hmm. you know, I've signed bald heads. Uh, um, I've had, uh, the, the strangest I would say is that I had, uh, a couple pull me aside and, and ask me if I would, uh, be the what? surrogate for their baby. Oh, oh, uh -huh. yeah. They huh. had a, they had an issue with, with, uh, her getting pregnant and thought maybe I could fix that. Oh, because <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, well, well, <laughs> if okay. size mattered, they'd be in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, you know, so you got people that ask that's them really, pretty, cr that's, that's pretty a, bold. That's yeah. Pretty bold. Yeah. Wow. And I, tr I handled it. I was almost offended, but I thought, no, nah, let's just, just pass it off smooth because there's a whole room full of people here. <laughs> but yeah. it almost kind of uh, that that crossed the line a little mm. bit with me. I mean, you don't ask someone that. Mm. And uh, uh, huh? but the baby's beautiful. Y'all are seeing. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back at your prior point about people coming to meet and greets on how much your music means yeah. to them, and and it gets uh, you know, I guess that you know it can get a little bit scary at times in those kind of situations but yeah 
But yeah, it does mean that much. I mean, that's why this business is what it is. That's why any entertainment business is what it is. You got to have people that love it that much, you know, and, and my fans do and everybody else's fans out there do. And I'm thankful for that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, gave me a chance to do what I love to do and have a good life. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when Keeper of the Stars came out, my mom had that single on repeat. Just all, well, the, all that the time. Was, so she's a big fan. Yeah. Thank That's God I, for that song and for, for your mama. Yeah. Uh, and people like your mama, you know. I mean, that that song, I, I certainly wouldn't have the career I've got, you know, still have today uh, without that that song. I mean, mm. it was song of the year at the ACMs and, and, uh, and, and the, the whole wedding aspect of it which came along with it was lost on me really before until it happened. I thought, well, this is a great, you know, great song, great love song. Uh, I think it's a, a hit, but I didn't realize how many people would, you know, go on to use it in their wedding and still use it in their wedding, you know, mm -hmm. until the, until the sheet music was number two sheet music, uh, uh, that year behind the Lion King, I got clipped out by the Lion King. No, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, you big. know, we when you sell sheep music, you know, people are playing it at their wedding. Cause that's the only reason to buy sheep music, you know? Yeah. Well, that's funny. My, my wife texted me just now and said, call TL when you get done with your interview. <laughs> <laughs> what does he want? Tell me well, that. for some reason we can't text each other. I mean, uh, we've, we've tried, we've talked to Verizon. We've talked to everybody. He can text everybody in his phone, but me and I can't, and, and I, and I can text him and he'll get it, but he can't text me back. So, so hmm. we have, so we're, I think he just likes talking to me and, and he of just, course wants to talk to me. You know, I've told him that I said, that's pretty pitiful, man. Just admit it. If you want to hear my voice, just let me know. You yeah. Know? Well, he wants no. to remind you again that his uh, new album is coming out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Probably something like yeah. that. Tell me about, uh, about that. But, uh, but yeah, that, that song, man, it, it, it was keeper of the stars was huge in my career. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, as an artist, when you get signed, you get a record deal, you get past all that. Well, I think, it's at least with me, I, I, I wanted to, uh, have at least one song that kind of would stand the test of time, you know, and still be around, you know, years and years from now. And that, that's the one of mine that, that I think will do that mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So many people come to Tracy bird shows and come see you 278 times <laughs> for Tracy bird. What show is it for you that, either a you've seen or you still want to see that performance that would give you chills. You know, a lot of the ones I wanted to see, I, I don't think I ever really got to see, you know, I would have loved to, uh, have been able to see Bob Wills and the Texas playboys at the height of, you know, uh, I've always said I'm, I'm an older soul than, than, uh, you know, I, I was born, I'd, I'd have much rather been born about 50 years before I was, you know, mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I, I say much rather, I mean, you don't choose when you're born, but, but I, I just, I've always, since I was a little kid gravitated to old things, you know, I just love old things. I, um, I don't, uh, you know, some people like getting new trucks every couple of years. I don't, I like keeping a truck till it just will not go anymore. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, uh, and, and, uh, music's always been the same. I love old music. Uh, 
and uh, so a lot of people that I would have loved to seen, I'd have loved to seen Paycheck, you know, in his heyday. I'd have loved to have seen Jones or and Haggard in their heyday. I got to see them, but and you know, even got to work with them. But but uh, you know, I'd have loved to seen them in that, you know, in like late seventies, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, I did, you know, I did get to experience that with George Strait. Uh, you know, I was, you know, junior, uh, freshman in high school. And, and, uh, when I seen him the first time in like 1982 or something like that. And, uh, and, and it was that, you know, hair raising up on the back of my neck, just, just, you know, this is what I want to be and what I want to do. I want to, you know, I want to sound like that guy. I want to look like that guy, you know, it was that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, uh, so, so I, I, I know that feeling, uh, I wasn't that kind of fan that, you know, that goes to meet and greets and that kind of stuff. I never was that kind of, that kind of fan. I was just the fan that bought everything. You know, I would drive, you know, back then when records came out on Tuesdays, you know, I would drive, uh, from my little town in Bo in Vider, Texas, where I grew up, I'd drive into Beaumont 25 miles to go get that record that, you know, the day it came out. I mean, that mm-hmm. was the kind of, kind of fan I was. And then I would just wear it out and take it back home and get my guitar out and try to learn every song on it. And, uh, uh, and then did that a lot to, to straight to George straight records, to Haggard records, to Jones, to Ray price, to Johnny Bush, to sleep at the wheel. You know, I mean, you name it, Hank Williams. Uh, I loved all of that. Mm-hmm. So you knew from an early on then that this is what you wanted to do. I, I wouldn't say I knew is what I wanted to do because I think I was probably 18 or 19 before I realized I was mature enough to understand that I could do it. Mm. When I was 14, you know, I, I, I thought there's, I can't do this. You know, this is just right here in the bedrooms as far as I'll ever get, mm-hmm. you know, to, to doing this, you know, I just, I just didn't believe that, uh, attainable, uh, I, I didn't know that I sing any different than anybody else. You know, I mean, uh, uh, my mom could sing. And so, you know, she would sing and I just assumed everybody sang like her and that, uh, everybody sang like me. And, and, uh, then I went off to college and, and I would sit in the dorm room and play my guitar and sing. And people started kind of gathering around and it started becoming a thing. And, and people, you know, told me, man, yeah, you're good. And I'm like, oh, I ain't that good. And they go, no, you're like really good. And I'm, that's when my mind changed. You know, that's when the thought process changed. And I mm. thought, hmm, I really hate college. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like to sing and uh-huh. drink beer. <laughs> here, here. Yeah, I think I'll be a singer. Yeah. And uh, that's when it kind of, you know, <laughs> everything kind of changed. And I decided, well, maybe I can do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that, that uh that I can do. And so I hung in there in college for another couple of years. And then I, then I broke the news to my parents that I, I was going to try to get a record deal and, and, uh, I was done with college and that wasn't real popular at the mm-hmm. time, but, uh, they got over it when things got better. Mm-hmm. So when you start playing your guitar in your bedroom or what have you, and you're singing and people start telling you that, you sound great and you should do that. How does all of a sudden the, the songwriter fall into that equation? I was always, a, I mean, I wasn't a, I was a singer long before uh, I was a songwriter and I still don't consider myself a songwriter. I mean, I've written a lot of songs 
and and some of them are you know pretty good, but it's but it's a hard work for me. Uh, and I reason I don't consider myself a songwriter is because I've been around songwriters, mm-hmm. and when you meet a real songwriter, you know it. You know, and it because mm-hmm. it, it 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 comes as natural to them as singing comes to me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, since I was a little boy, I could sing. You know, and it was just always a natural ability. Uh, songwriting is is different for me. It it's a it's more of a process and hard work. Whereas uh, a real songwriter, you know, it just falls out of them. It's just it's just a natural thing that that happens, and uh, and it's easy to easy to separate uh for me anyway to separate the you know the real songwriters from the not so real songwriters and and uh i would fall in the latter category but uh, <laughs> but i started writing you had to answer your question i did start trying to write uh when i was you know 19 20 years old and mm-hmm. and uh and wrote some songs that are probably better uh in the drawer where they're at than anybody <laughs> hearing them uh, but it got better and, uh, and, you know, and I still work on it. I mean, the last studio record I did, which I did here in Texas and it wasn't for a record label, it was on my own label. So I said, you know, I'm going to write, uh, the majority of this record. And I did and, and wrote some real deep personal songs on mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's the kind that are easier for, for me to write is, is, you know, ones that are really personal cause they're, cause it's already there. You just gotta get it to come out. Uh, whereas you know, whereas the real songwriters in the business, they can, they can write about anything uh, at any time at the drop of a hat, you know. Uh, but but I did. I started writing, and but if if you look back at my records, I mean, uh, I never had more than a couple of songs on an album that I was you know a writer on. So mm-hmm. uh, I always listened uh, for the best songs. I mean, and and the best songs. Uh, would always push my songs right out of the pile real quick because <laughs> once again, bring- we're, yeah, we're going back to songs that are coming in from those real songwriters, you know? Yeah. And, and I guess uh, none of my songs have the word tequila in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You got Casey Bethard out there writing hit after hit after hit. And, you know, and he wrote 10 rounds of Jose Cuervo and yeah. drinking bone. And, uh, um, and, uh, you know, you got those guys that are, that are the pros at it, yeah. you know. And oh, you and, didn't uh, come on. You didn't. You didn't write watermelon crawl. And I did not. Buddy Brock and uh, and Zach Turner wrote that. And like that once one. more, okay. uh, guys that know what they're doing. You know? mm-hmm. Tell us about the time when you canceled a show. I think there I was one where there was a hurricane headed for Texas. <laughs> ah, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, we've had, unfortunately. <laughs> I almost have to ask which hurricane, yeah, you know, because right. uh, we go through it so often. But I think I remember the one you're talking about. Uh, we had a show the day before, and it was a big festival show. And we did the show. The hurricane was coming, but we weren't sure what how bad. And I remember uh, Blake was on the show, and 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 he said, "Hey, why don't you you want to ride back to Nashville on my bus? You want to ride with me back to Nashville? You know, and we'll we'll drink beer and." you know, shoot the bull. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll ride back with you. And so I got on his bus and my band and everything took off on the other bus and, and it hit. And on the way home it hit, and the next morning we woke up to, I woke up to, you know, things really bad, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the point that, that, I I couldn't even get a flight home. So what I ended up doing was getting to my bus when we got back to Nashville, 
I've always been able to drive my buses. I felt that was important that if you're going to own one, you might know how to drive it. So, <laughs> so I, I got behind the wheel and drove my bus, uh, from Nashville back to Texas. And, uh, uh, cause well, number one, that was the only way I could really get there. I could have rented a car, I guess. But then I thought, well, you know, power's out, water's out. If I get the bus down there, at least we got a place we can live. You know, we got mm-hmm. water, we got power, uh, as long as I'm filling up with fuel and, uh, uh, yeah, but the po- unfortunate part of that was, you know, you gotta, you gotta cancel, cancel shows. And, but there's certain times, you know, any man, any person that travels for, for their work knows that, you know, there's just times that, that, uh, you know, work's not the priority. And, and at that time it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the priority. The priority was getting home, taking care of my family, uh, protecting our, our home, uh, and we had a beach home too, uh, which we still do. But, uh, but the next hurricane took it. I didn't have to mm. worry about the beach home on the next hurricane because oh. <laughs> the next hurricane three years later took the beach home with it, you know? Oh. Uh, uh, so that, mm. that's, uh, but this time, you know, it was, it was, it was just damaged, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's just things you deal with when you live in Southeast Texas or Southwest Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, you just have to have to deal with stuff like that and uh you know people go why don't you move well this is home you know mm-hmm. home's home you mm-hmm. do what you gotta do well that hurricane moved the beach house yeah now your home's in the middle of the ocean <laughs> yeah yep 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 we uh we still uh we still have that lot but there's nothing on it <laughs> you just park your bus on it yeah. yeah but we bought another beach house down the road but uh oh. but uh that lot's still just empty you know yeah. uh, bad cool. luck i guess yeah, yeah. Do you have a show on the top of your mind that's been one of your favorite that you've played, like a certain venue or a different festival or fair on the top of your head? They're like, oh, this you know, was my favorite. That's hard. That's people ask me that a lot. Oh, you're supposed to tell me my questions are so unique. So great. I'm telling you, they ask it a lot, but the way you ask it was by far. The <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know that, but I do, you know, get asked that a lot and, yeah. and it's hard to, it's, it's impossible to answer for me. I mean, I guess, you know, there's, there's certain places. I mean, I love playing Billy Bob's, you know, uh, it's a, you know, iconic Texas, uh, you know, venue it's, it's, uh, I know the, the people there like family, uh, now, you know, uh, it's always just a, when it, when it comes in on the, on the calendar, I always look forward to it. It's a place I probably will always love to play. I don't think that'll ever change, but, but, you know, then there's festivals and, uh, and there's certain fairs that pop up in my mind that I probably couldn't even tell you where they were at that feel great. Mm -hmm. Uh, that were great shows. Uh, you know, uh, some shows are just better than others, you know? And the funny thing is, is that some of the best shows that I ever have are when I'm sitting on the bus. 15 minutes prior going, man, I really don't feel like doing this tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, cause you have those nights, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure, you know, you guys get up and sometime and like, God, I don't want to go to work today. I don't want to do this today. Or I don't want to do this podcast today. Or man, whatever. I got to talk to Tracy bird. <laughs> yeah, today. Well, so what a, yeah. What a a-hole that guy is. How am I going to get through this? Uh, but, but, but you know, there are times, uh, you know, and those, and, and it's odd. It's just really weird to me. I mean, to a, to a T to every time that I ever felt that way, for some reason, 
once I hit the stage, it turned out to be one of the best shows that, and mm. the most fun shows that I've ever done. And, uh, 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 which has taught me a lot, you know, that, uh, that you, you, you can't always trust those kind of feelings. Maybe, maybe it's going to be great. And it usually is, you know, but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, there are times when I, you know, don't want to do it. So being on the road for so long, Tracy, do you guys have any pre-show rituals that you guys go through or <laughs> any uh, rabbit's feet that you have in your yeah, pocket? Do you have or... like, uh, uh, no. crystals that you guys, no, I'll tell you something. Or... I'll tell you a funny story though, that pops into my head. There was a, a golf instructor. He was Jack Nicholas's instructor. His name was Jim flick. And, uh, and he had a school out in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so my wife, as a surprise present, her, my wife and my best friend's wife got together and bought us a trip out there for a seven day golf school. I mean, big, big deal uh, with Jim Flick with him. Actually, they're working with us, you know. And uh, so he discovered a couple of days into it that I was a, a country singer, you know, and that. And this was in the late nineties. So it was kind of at the peak of my time. And so when he discovered that he started making me kind of the, the thing, you know, in the, in the class, you know, there was only like eight of us in the, in the whole deal all week. And, and, uh, but he asked me one, one day he was talking about pre round rituals, you know, your warm up and how important your warm up is. And he goes, and he called me, he nicknamed me handsome. I don't know why, but from that point, but he, Stop it. he, he, he yeah, I was kind of, that's a little weird man calling me that, but, but, uh, uh, and he'd pat me on the butt every now and then, I don't know what was going on, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, anyway golf he, is a kind of a contact sport, I guess. <laughs> he said, he asked me one day, he said, in, he goes handsome. Now just to, to tell everybody in the class here, you don't just walk on stage and start singing. How do you warm up? You got to have a voice or exercises or something. I said, well, Jim, I said, I, uh, I said, I drank a 12 pack and sang along with a Merle Haggard CD. <laughs> and he laughed and he goes, no, really tell him what you do. I said, that's the truth. <laughs> I said, that's my pre-show ritual. I said, that's how. I, I warm up and he still didn't believe me. He goes, no, you got to be doing fa la la la. I said, I'm a country singer. I said, I'm not an opera singer. I said, I drank beer and sang along with Merle Haggard and I'm ready to hit the stage. And so, so anyway, that you talk about pre-show rituals. That's, that's pretty much the just, just of it back then. Now, now I quit drinking 11 years ago, so I ain't had a drink in 11 years, but, but nice. back then in the old days, that was, that was the pre-show ritual. Now I have a red bull. Ooh, and, uh, okay. and just to get me up for the show, you know, so I can get all fired up and get yeah, all jacked up. So you might as well right. tell us for us, uh, <laughs> non country singers, what's the 12 pack that can make you a country singer? Yeah. How do I get Miller Light? What, what was it? Miller Light? Miller Light. Not Lone Star or well, sometimes I drink Lone Star Light. But I had a, I had a Miller light deal back then. And so that was, oh, it was always oh, Miller light. Okay. Right. Well, All now right. you got to get yourself a Red Bull. I need a Red Bull. Deal. Yeah. No, yeah. Deal. No, no kidding, man. That, that, yeah. that would be great. Cause those things are expensive. Yeah, Beer is a whole lot cheaper than Red Bull. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, some are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not your craft beers, but Miller light is. Uh, looking towards the future though. You have some dates with Tracy Lawrence coming up, correct? 
Oh, uh, we do. We yeah. do. Uh, me and OTL going to uh, play a few shows together. We had them. They were booked for 2020. Uh, of course, that changed everything. You know, mm -hmm. we, we moved them over to 2021. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's always fun with Tracy. You know, we went out back in the 90s and did our TNT tour back then. And uh, that might be something we need to revisit and go go do again. We had a whew, we had a lot of fun on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you talk about a great story. He may have told you all this story. But uh, at the end of the TNT tour, I was on stage. And uh, all of a sudden... Here come him and all of his band with pies, like cream pies. They had made them out of whipped cream, but they mm -hmm. so they come out and slam pies in all of our faces, me and my whole band. <laughs> and uh, Herschel, his bus driver, who was about 350 pounds, had dressed up like a woman, and that was scary in, in itself. <laughs> and uh, so they got the pies in the face, and then they had put ping pong balls up in the rigging, and they dropped ping pong balls on us when they did it. <laughs> And that was all, you know, I didn't think it was funny. Uh, I mean, I laughed at it, but, you know, yeah. I thought, man, I could have been more creative than that. Right. Sure. Well, I got back on my bus and he had gotten on my bus while I was on stage and he had let 300 Whoops. crickets go on my bus. <laughs> oh, man. 300 crickets. Uh, you were laughing. Now, crickets then. live a while. Yeah. You know, and those buses have a lot of uh, cracks and places that crickets can go three months later it sounded like you were camping out when you were laying down on the bus because you'd hear crickets chirping all over the bus not to mention the dead ones that would die and smell Aww. so tl's a he he's a real prankster and i've never gotten him back for that mm. well i the, my first my first re, my first thing was well you know he let crickets go on my bus i'm gonna find a really hungry goat <laughs> and i'm gonna let it go on his bus but then i thought nah that's too much damage you know he'll eat the sofa and everything else so but uh but i gotta think about that i, I need to get him back at some point it's been enough years and he's probably he's probably forgotten about it and uh he wouldn't be expecting it at all now but uh but i, I gotta get him back Speaking of tour buses, and you said you drive your own bus, do you have any heroin stories that you want to tell us about you driving your bus? Well, I'll tell you, I, I mean, I've got a driver, but I, but I, I can drive and I do drive some, uh, but, uh, but you know, driving, uh, the bus and the, and the time and the hours and the miles you put in, man, you will see a lot of harrowing things on the road. Uh, uh, I love, but, but I love driving, especially if we're out West, like Idaho, going through Idaho or Montana, I love driving because the hunter in me, you know, I love hunting and, and, uh, man, you talk about, see some beautiful animals that you just hope that one don't run out in front of you. And so far right. mm -hmm. one has not run out in front of me now, now chestnut and them back in the early nineties, they had a deer, a buck run out in front of them. And right when they hit him, he jumped and he came through the front window and landed in the front lounge mm. and he was still alive. Oh, oh no. My gosh. So, and think about it. I mean, he had a big rack on him. Uh, I mean, somebody could have gotten killed in that. Yes. Whole deal. yes. Oh yeah. Thank God that nobody was sitting in the front lounge when it all, when it all went down. But you know, th I mean, it's, 
you know, oh we've goodness. had some bad mm. bus accidents and things through the years. And, mm. and honestly, there's been some awful ones, but really I, I'm surprised there haven't been more. I mean, uh, because you just put so many miles in, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this bus I got right now, we just rolled over a million miles on it, you know, and, Holy and, cow. and uh, so that's a, you know, that's a long way, a lot of time and a lot of things can happen. And I'm just thankful and that we've been blessed that, that, you know, nothing, nothing bad, uh, has happened to us. We've had a few, you know, altercations here and there, little accidents, but nothing that, that hurt anyone or tore anything up too bad. Mm -hmm. On a Tracy bird rider, did you guys put a bunch of goofy stuff on there to make sure people were reading it? All we really cared about was the two cases of Miller Lite and the half gallon of Crown Royal. That was, <laughs> that was the, if you didn't have anything else, we could survive on that, you know? Yeah, you don't need food. You just need <laughs> I mean, I mean, it really was. It really was. That was like, you got the booze? Yeah, we got the booze, you know, but we couldn't get the so-and-so chips or the what. Ah, we don't yeah. care about that. <laughs> yeah. As long as you got the booze, we're good. And yeah. uh, so, no, we never did anything silly. And I hear those stories, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I always felt like, you know, you can throw the star mess out there, and you can be hard to deal with, or you can do whatever you want to do, and you may think you deserve all this stuff, but I always felt like, I'm working for you, you know, I'm not, uh, you're not working for me. I'm, I'm coming. You gave me a job to come do a show for you. Now, if you can help us out with some water and some drinks, so we don't have to go find a grocery store. We appreciate it. Uh, but, but outside of that, we never did no, a rider that was just crazy. I mean, just, if you can just give us something to eat while we're there, so we don't have to go searching for it. Uh, we'd appreciate it. And, and our, our rider was literally that long. And still is. It's it's shorter now. It's about like that long. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's only one Red Bull. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there ain't no, there's no booze, you know. Yeah. None of that. But I did like to play golf, you know. Mm -hmm. So we would request, hey, if you know somebody mm. uh, at the golf course that likes country music, mm -hmm. let me know. We'll we'll trade off golf for, you know, some backstage passes or something. Oh yeah, there you go. We did that a lot, uh, but uh, that worked out good. Are you a good golfer or a bad golfer? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a, I mean, I play with, I mean, the guys I play with kick my butt on a regular <laughs> basis, but they're just better than me. I'm a four handicap. So I'm a single digit, you know, lower single digit handicap, mm -hmm. which is, is, is good. But, uh, but I play with guys that are even better than me. That's probably why I'm good. Hey, you're, yeah, you're yeah. up you're up there with Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Alice is a five. Last time I played with him, he was a five. Uh, um, Jake Owens really good. Uh, he's a he's probably scratch. Vince is used to be scratch. I'm assuming Vince is still probably scratch. Which, mm. uh, uh, and yeah, there's some there's some guys out there that can play. Uh, and then there's guys like Lawrence, <laughs> 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 who I'm shotgun beers on the tee box. <laughs> I'm still I'm still voting for the goat on the bus. <laughs> I do feel like it's part of me and Bruce's responsibility now to like think of something 
as a revenge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, y'all got, if y'all head. come up with some stuff, then off of a, uh, off of air, let me know what they are. I'll send you yeah. a message. Yeah. We'll yeah, send yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. So <laughs> I need some creative, cause I got to get him back. Fish in the vents or something. Just so it's like stinky. Oh God, man. That's, that may be your, your, I wouldn't want to piss you off, man. You hard girl. <laughs> so if uh, Tracy Bird was not the country superstar, what would you have been doing as a child, you know, or, or a young, you know, teenager, uh, you know, I wanted, I had the dream of either becoming a country singer or, or being a professional bass fisherman. And, right. uh, which I really, really wanted to do back then. And, uh, that's probably the only thing I did more than, than sing was, was fish. And, uh, and, uh, so those were like my childhood dreams, but you know, those, one of them came true and that's great. Uh, uh, probably if it hadn't happened, I, I, I probably would have finished college and, uh, I had a, a family friend that owned a insurance adjusting firm and, uh, he had told me I could come to work for him and, uh, be in the insurance business. That's probably, I'd have probably done something, uh, dull like that. <laughs> so one last thing before we let you go tracy do you have any good embarrassing todd bolton story Ooh. that you could share with us uh to end uh, this on a high note you know i think in i think to, a wise businessman <laughs> like yourself wouldn't like myself would not <laughs> tell those kind of stories on a man like todd bolton who can give me so much work right uh uh, uh, but I really don't have a, a I don't have a crazy no, Todd no, Bolton story. No. Todd don't do anything crazy. He's he's too he's too sharp and cool for that. Man. <laughs> okay, maybe we need to go and bring up this story then. Which one? Bring it. I'm just oh, kidding. I was just, wait, what? Did I miss I'm something? Just, I'm just kidding. Uh, you got me too, man. I was like, yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. uh -oh. I was like, wait No, but we, are, we appreciate your time, Tracy. It's been a pleasure talking with you and the kind words about variety, but we really appreciate your time today on our podcast. Very much well, so. Well, man, I thank you guys. It was a great interview and I enjoyed it and, uh, and I appreciate it. Thank All you right. so much. Well, All thanks right, a lot, Tracy. And we hope to see you soon. Yeah. Out on the road. Yeah. yeah. On the TNT tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd Absolutely. be fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, All Tracy. Right. Thank you. Have okay. a good one. Bye-bye. Bruce and I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. If you'd like to drop us a line, you can email us at whichwayiscatering at gmail.com or visit us at varietyattractions.com. A big thank you to our sponsors, Brannigan Inc. and Spectrum Weather Insurance. Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. That's fabulous.